88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines, the government seeks to head off a proposal to widen a commission of inquiry into substandard work at Hung Hom Station to include other problems elsewhere on the MTR's Sha Tin Central Link. Medical experts tell the government that it should be banning e-cigarettes rather than proposing to treat them the same way as conventional cigarettes, and fears of a trade war intensify as President Trump sets out plans for a new round of tariffs on Chinese imports, sparking a response from Beijing and rocking the Hong Kong market. The acting chief executive, Matthew Chung, says it's unlikely that a commission of inquiry into a corner-cutting incident at the MTR's future Hung Hum station will also cover two additional safety scares that emerged last week on the Sha Tin to Central Link. Attention is currently focusing on substandard work carried out at the future Exhibition Centre station in Wan Chai, several days after shoddy construction was alleged at Tokwa Wan Station. But Mr Cheung says the judge-led commission should avoid overstretching itself and focus more on the more complex incident at Hung Hum Station, where steel bars securing a platform floor to walls were cut short. The chief executive, Mrs Lam, uh, when she announced the news of setting up this commission for inquiry last Tuesday, made it quite clear that we want, we really wish the terms of reference to be more focused, more focused on the Hong Kong uh, problem rather than you know spread it too thin. Uh, the reason is very simple: the, the Hong Kong problem or the Hong Kong case is, is far more complex, uh, far more complex. We have other ways of tackling the other two issues. Uh, the Toga one so-called the Togoans uh, uh, problem as well as the exhibition station problem. Mr Cheung added that there are other ways to tackle the problems found at the other two stations which don't necessarily have to involve the Commission of Inquiry. He says the government is now looking for a second person to sit on the panel, but the government has to make sure that the person has the expertise and standing for the job while also being free from any conflict of interest. Mr Cheung also said the government is disappointed that the MTR failed to submit a report about a recent safety scare in the future Tokwa Wan station for the Sha Tin to Central Link on time, but refused to say whether it will penalise the rail operator. The MTR is supposed to submit the report yesterday about the problem, but said it would only submit a report today because yesterday was a public holiday. Mr Cheung said the MTR's delay was not satisfactory. The chairman of the LegCo's Railway Subcommittee, Michael Tien, who uncovered more shoddy work at the MTR's Sha Tin Central Link last Friday, said the latest incident is not just about safety but also concerns the contractor's complete defiance of the railway company's rules and procedures. It's been revealed that the subcontractor, a joint venture between Leighton and China State Construction, was ordered to stop all excavation work at the Exhibition Centre station in Wan Chai after the MTR found out there was inadequate support underground. And they are not following the rules despite written warning from MTR. To me, it's a very, very serious problem because God knows what's going to happen next time. Next time may result in the collapse of the road surface. It may result in people getting buried, losing lots of lives, right? So that mindset needs to be changed, all right? So they have to be severely dealt with. Leighton has already been embroiled in a separate scandal involving substandard work on the same rail link we mentioned earlier. The government has ordered it to submit a report and has warned that it could be stripped of its licence. Mr Tian welcomed the move but said the government should have taken action earlier. They should have done it 12 days ago. I mean, look at poor Frederick Ma. 
the chairman of MTR, the company who awarded the contract to Leighton due to confidentiality uh, uh, protection, uh, he cannot even force Leighton to come out to disclose anything. Right? So government always has that final weapon that they can use, which is to deregister them. They probably should have used it 12 days ago. Representatives from the medical sector say they strongly oppose a watered-down proposal to regulate electronic cigarettes and are calling for a total ban. At a joint press conference, the Hong Kong Academy of Medicine, the Medical Association and the two medical schools of the Chinese University and University of Hong Kong said e-cigarettes and other new smoking alternatives could cause substantial harm. The government is proposing to tax these new products in the same way as traditional cigarettes, but the head of the Hong Kong University's Faculty of Medicine, Professor Gabriel Leung, said they should not be sold at all. It is a fact that the entire medical community, including nursing, dental, and so on, I think the entire healthcare community feels very, very strongly. I can't recall the last time that we all stood together behind one issue and are absolutely adamant that there should be a total ban. The threat of a trade war between the United States and China has intensified, with President Trump setting out plans for a new round of tariffs on Chinese imports worth 200 billion US dollars. He said China appeared to have no intention of changing what he called its unfair practices in response to previously announced US tariffs which are due to take effect next month. Here's the BBC's Paul Blake. The announcement is the latest twist in what is becoming a tit-for-tat trade dispute between the world's two largest economies, which could spiral into a trade war. Last week, the Trump administration slapped 25% tariffs on up to $50 billion worth of Chinese goods, prompting Beijing to threaten retaliation. Now Donald Trump says that he will impose a 10% levy on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods if Beijing goes through with its tariffs. The U.S. president appears to be in no mood to ease tensions that have already prompted nervousness on world stock markets. The trade war fears hit stock markets around the region. Tokyo was 1.1% lower, while Seoul sank 0.7%, and Taipei fell 1.3%. Hong Kong and Shanghai each plunged more than 2% in the morning session as traders returned from a long weekend. However, Kingston Securities Executive Director Dickie Wong expects the Hong Kong and China markets to stabilise. This is just a short-term effect on the stock market because the stock market reacts immediately. It um, plummets significantly, not only Hong Kong shares, but also the mainland shares. So I would expect both Hong Kong and China market will stabilize at this current level. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is reportedly planning to visit Beijing as early as today to brief President Xi Jinping on last week's summit with President Trump. Excuse me. Quoting unnamed sources, Japan's Nikkei Business Daily reported that security preparations are already underway for a visit from Mr. Kim. If true, it would mark the third time Mr. Kim has visited China since March, where he made his inaugural visit as leader. Separately, the South Korean Defense Ministry has also confirmed that an agreement has been reached with the United States to suspend joint military exercises due to take place in August. President Trump appeared to take South Korea by surprise last week when he announced the end of what he called war games after his summit with the North Korean leader. 
Germany's Interior Minister Horst Seehofer has given Chancellor Angela Merkel until the end of the month to sort out a Europe-wide deal on migration, or he'll turn away migrants at the border, a move that could destroy their coalition. Chancellor Merkel suggested that turning away migrants at the border could prompt other countries to follow suit. The BBC's Katja Adler reports from Berlin. At home, though Angela Merkel still enjoys healthy popularity ratings, she faces growing public and political opposition to her liberal stance on migration. Across the rest of the EU, few countries have shown a willingness to help. Mrs Merkel now believes her political future and the future of the European Union depend on them doing just that. And she has just over a week to go before a crucial summit of EU leaders in Brussels. Expect a flurry of diplomacy now as Mrs Merkel tries to achieve in 10 days what the EU failed to accomplish in the three years since the height of its migrant crisis. The Trump administration has firmly defended its policy of separating children from parents who were suspected of crossing illegally from Mexico, despite widespread criticism. Earlier, the Democratic Party's leader in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, questioned how people with children could support a policy which split up families. These people in Congress and in the administration are parents. They understand the damage that is done when stress is exacted on children by separating them from their families. Do they think these children deserve less than their children do in terms of care and love? The lower house of parliament in Canada has voted to legalize cannabis for recreational use. The legislation must now be passed by the upper house and receive royal assent by the governor general to become law. It would make Canada the first G7 country to allow people over the age of 18 to use marijuana legally. More details from the BBC's David Willis. Legalizing the recreational use of cannabis was a campaign pledge by Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who has himself admitted smoking it with friends. One ongoing area of debate has been over the home cultivation of the drug, with the government arguing that since it's already legal for Canadians to grow it for medicinal purposes, the same should be true for recreational users. Once enacted, anyone over the age of 18 would be able to buy pot from authorised private or public retail stores or by mail order. An electric plane has made its maiden flight in Norway as part of the country's attempt to tackle climate change and air pollution. Norway is planning to electrify its entire transport system, as the BBC's Roger Harabin reports. Norway will stop the sale of petrol and diesel-only cars in 2025. A programme to electrify the country's many ferries is already underway. And now the maiden flight of Norway's battery-powered plane has taken place. Just a two-seater for the moment, but a 19-seater is being developed. The nation's wealthy citizens still rank among the world's highest carbon emitters. That's partly thanks to the CO2 generated to make the goods they import, partly because they take polluting long-haul flights to avoid the winter. A Roman Catholic archbishop in Australia is expected to be sentenced later for failing to report the sexual abuse of children in the 1970s. Philip Wilson, the Archbishop of Adelaide, faces a maximum sentence of two years in prison. Last month, he became the most senior Roman Catholic in the world to be convicted of concealing sex abuse. He has refused to resign. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,636. 
674 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $67.7 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.69 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 40 cents. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung. First to football, England left it late to get their World Cup campaign off to a winning start. Harry Kane scored both their goals in a 2-1 win over Tunisia, including the game-winning header in injury time. Former England captain Alan Shearer praises Kane for his ability to lead by example. When the manager is looking for someone to do something on a pitch, he looks to his captain to give him a bit of inspiration, to give him hope, give him belief. And Harry has given, given him all of that tonight. Two very, very good goals, two well-worked set pieces. No one can say they didn't deserve to win the game because they did. They created so many chances. Tunisia's Feriani Sassi cancelled Kane's opener on a penalty against the run of play after Kyle Walker was penalised for an elbow. But England created good chances and could have won by more than just a goal. Former England midfielder Frank Lampard was particularly impressed with the performance of Jordan Henderson in the midfield. With Jordan Henderson, I wasn't probably sure what kind of midfield player he was a couple of years ago. A bit of an all-rounder. But he's certainly a leader. He's matured on and off the pitch. And I think he's used a real intelligence to take that role. He's got great drive in him. But the one question you mentioned there is, can he unlock that pass a bit earlier? And we saw that he can tonight. England are only second in their group after Belgium thrashed Panama 3-0 with Romelu Lukaku scoring twice. In the early game, Sweden beat South Korea 1-0 after Andreas Gronquist scored a second-half penalty awarded by the video assistant referee. Another Asian side opened their campaign tonight when Japan faced Colombia. Also in Group H, Senegal take on Poland. Mohamed Salah faces a late fitness test to see if he can play for Egypt against the host nation Russia tonight. The Liverpool forward missed Egypt's opening defeat to Uruguay with a shoulder injury picked up during the Champions League final. The BBC's John Bennett reports from St. Petersburg. The Egypt Football Federation say he's fit. His agent says he's fit as well. But Hector Coupe in the pre-match press conference said he still has to pass a late fitness test to prove he is fully recovered from that shoulder injury he suffered in the Champions League final 23 days ago in Kiev. As for Russia, five days ago, there was a lot of negativity around the host nation's team. Now there is a lot of expectation after that 5-0 win against Saudi Arabia. They could qualify for the last 16 after just two games with a win. But Mohamed Salah could be standing in their way. In other football news, Antoine Griezmann has signed a five-year contract extension with Atletico Madrid. The France forward is currently playing in the World Cup and was on target for his country in their opening win against Australia on Saturday. Griezmann had received an offer from Barcelona, but Atletico CEO flew to Russia on Monday to make him sign the new contract. And as you look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. Oh, I'm home. Can I shelter in your arms before the storm? Cause I can't hold on to this feeling in my heart that don't belong. So many times I try to give it up. You're the earth that I'm breathing. You're everywhere that I go. Character, I can't get enough. Get enough for your love.
Quieren opinar 